Yeah, I'm going to tell you a story to start off with. The late 60s, I was five or six. My brother Mike and I were hanging out in a room, and um, my parents had bought us Christmas presents, a lot of Christmas presents. My parents had, at that time, four boys, all about a year apart, and they were both very, very hardworking people and sacrificing to buy their sons Christmas presents. One of them I remember was a CNC. A round thing, and you would take it, you'd click it on the horse, you pull the string. <laughs> well, my brother and I decided we wanted to see if there actually was a horse in there. And I told the story to my mom this week, and she remembers it. And I'm hoping I was young, hoping I was not older. We were little. We took all the presents to our shame and opened the window and threw them all out from the second story to the ground and they all shattered. I told my mom this this week, and we talked about it, and thinking maybe she forgot. She did not forget. She remembers that to this day about those gifts being on the ground. And I tell you that story because we want to look at the Christmas story, the gospel of Jesus Christ. He was born as a baby, and we talk about that. I talk about that story because I threw all those gifts away. The world that we live in today takes the gospel, takes Christmas and throws it away. They, they throw the true story of Christmas away. So we want to speak about that this morning. So if you turn to Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 to 25. Read along with me. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit, and her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, Son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what, was, what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but he knew her not until she had given birth to a son and called his name Jesus. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We praise you for your son, your sinless Holy Son, Jesus, we thank you for coming as a baby, for living your life sinless for us, all God, all man, and going to the cross and dying and being rose again on the third day for us. We thank you for that, Lord. Help us now. Help me. Help us to see wonderful, wonderful things from your law and not just to see them but to act on them in our hearts and our souls and our minds and with our neighbors and with our friends and in our world, in our families. We love you, Lord, in Jesus' name. 
Amen. My first point is a gift to a crooked family tree. That's really interesting because we all have family trees, and they're all a little crooked. My, my grandsons were out with their other grandfather, and they were building a snowman. And this, my, my grandsons are about a year and a half, but they were able to communicate through the portal to us that the snowman was doing this. And eventually the snowman fell down. And Maverick, my grandson, was so upset, and Isaiah, so that they wanted to go help the snowman that was basically like this. You all have family trees. You all live in families, have come from families, and are going to have families come from you, most of you. And they're crooked. And we're going to look at this today. We're going to see the family tree. I looked up my family tree, and I brought it with me. I found out yesterday I've always wanted to move to Canada. Now I know why. I'm actually Canadian. Did you know that? Not really Canadian, but someone on this list is from Canada. And if you look this week, take a look at your family tree if you can. And just see what's on there. There's tons of people here. And every single one of them have a story. Every single one of them was sinful. And they needed a savior. Just like your family tree. So we're going to see that with Jesus. We're going to see in verse 18, it's showing his deity, his, that he's all God, and he's from the Holy Spirit. But if you look, he also is all human. He's all man. And there's a reason for that. But let's just take a look at it. Let's look at Matthew chapter 1, verse 1. The book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham was the father of Isaac, and it goes on. This is saying to the Jewish people at the time, there were ones who had put their faith in Jesus, and there were ones who were sitting there saying, hmm, maybe, maybe there's just something to that story. Maybe, maybe that's true. And that's who Matthew is writing to, to a Jewish audience. But we see basically what Matthew is saying here is, here is your king. Here's your king. He is here. Now, take a look at this. Uh, Sid Harvey did an amazing job this morning in prayer meeting, and he kind of covered this a little bit how if you look at the Bible and you look at the people in it, you could see how, as I said, crooked they are. But look at Jesus' line here. Look, look who you see here. You have David, who's a murderer and an adulterer. You have Abraham, who's a liar. You have Tamar, who poses a prostitute uh, that seduced Judah. You have Rahab, a Gentile prostitute. Ruth, a Moabite. A Moabite who was an idol worshiper. And then you have... Mary, you have Mary who lived with the stigma, stigma sorry, of pregnancy outside of wedlock. Look, the gift of love for you and I and for me, for our families, our family trees, it's to a broken and sick people, every single one of us. Not one person who comes in here and sits in those pews is perfect and good. We may look that way. We can dress ourselves up to look like we're really good and we look good on the outside, but I think Matthew West has a song about, I don't know the title of it, but it's like, you know, it, you, you walk around trying to look perfect, and you're really not. You're really not perfect. The gift of love is for a broken and sick sinner that only Jesus Christ, the baby in the manger, who is all God and all man, can heal you. And that may seem simple. You're going to say, well, he just keeps repeating the same thing over and over and over, because it is simple, but how hard is it? For us to actually say, Lord, humble me. I love you. I want you as my Savior. 
Look at the world around you. How many people actually put their faith in Jesus Christ? Listen to this. Hark, the herald angels sing, Glory to the newborn king, peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners, God and sinners reconciled. Joyful all ye nations rise, join the triumph of the skies. With the angelic host proclaim Christ. Christ is born in Bethlehem. That's the reason for the season. Don't waste it on Hallmark movies, which I will confess I have watched a bunch. And they're all the same, as my wife will say. They're all the same. Don't waste it on, on, on peace and goodwill that only lasts a day. But give your heart and give your soul and give your mind to the Lord Jesus Christ because he's the only one that can save you from your sins. Hark, the herald angels sing glory to the newborn king. You know, I always struggle every Christmas. It's my favorite holiday, and it's the holiday I don't like the most. I always tell Linda, I said, why can't we just make little tiny gifts and give it to people? I'm a cheapskate. I had an employee who always said, Harrigan, you're so cheap, your shoes are squeaking. I don't really know what that means, but I guess he was trying to say I'm cheap. And I, I, just, I, I just love Christmas, but I just want it to be the gospel and, and that Jesus died for us and that he loves us. I do like give it getting gifts, though. I do like that. So It's only Jesus who can save you from your sins. Take a moment and just think about your family tree. Just think about it. Think about the people in your family. You may think they're crazy, but they're all looking at you like you're crazy. If you're looking for a Christmas miracle, this is it. It is the baby in a manger. It is Jesus Christ who came again to die for your sins you know don't throw away that gift of love don't be like my brother mike and i taking those gifts and throwing them out the window don't do it if you don't understand the gospel then ask god because he's the one who could tell you all about it well let's just look at at how crooked and scandalous the birth of jesus really was you know, Mary and Joseph would have been in their teens. I always thought for some strange reason, I don't know why, but I thought Mary was like 15 and Joseph was 36. I, I don't know why I pictured that, but I did. They were both teenagers. They were so young. And betrothal was binding. This is a contract you do not break, and it's there for a purpose and a reason. It lasts about a year. And it's to show your loyalty, your fidelity. It consisted of 12 months. And there's not a lot of social contact going on at all. You know, they, would, they weren't like on the phone with each other, which they probably didn't have back then, but they weren't like, you know, talking to each other. It was during this time that Mary's found to be pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Joseph has two choices here. He has two choices, and his peers would have done the first, taken Mary out and stoned her to death. In Deuteronomy 27, it makes it clear. That's what would have happened to Mary. He had another choice. He could put her away, divorce her, and put her away quietly. And we see that, that Joseph is he's struggling with this, but that he's deciding. It says he's a just man, and he's going to put her away quietly. But God has other plans. Amen? God has other plans. 
You know, who's going to believe this story, this gospel story about the baby who's born, who's all God and all man, born by a virgin? Who's going to believe that? And we have, we have Joseph and Mary and Simeon and Elizabeth. We have the angels and we have the shepherds. Yeah, but who else is going to really believe? Not many people believe that. They may believe the gospel 25%, 50%. But it's really taking faith that God has given you as a gift and saying, I trust you, Lord. Do you believe it? Do you sit here this morning and you're staring at me babbling But do you believe it? Do you believe that baby Jesus was all God and all man and that he literally died for you and gave his life for you? Do you believe that? Do you live your life like that? And you don't have to live it perfectly. God's not asking you to do that. But don't throw away the gift of the gospel. The second point is a gift. It's a gift by God, from God, or from God, by God, this gift is only from God. And God's the only one who gives it. And if you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you do that by a gift from God that is faith. In verse 20 it says, But when he had considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child who has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and she will call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. He will save you from your sins. Now, all this, too, took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall be with child, and shall bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. And I know I read that, and I read it again for a reason. Reading scripture, reading holy scripture over and over and getting it into our hearts and our souls and our minds, you can't do anything better than that. Now, I have Robert, Patricia, Cara, and Emma every year give me gifts for Christmas. And I love them. Emma's very crafty. She made this. This is a candle, the Starbucks latte, and she made these. And I'm, I'm telling you that, Patricia has given me uh, gifts, and Robert and Kara have uh, written notes, and they have made them with love. They made these gifts with love. Now, can you imagine, can you imagine if every single one of them said to their best friend, here's a gift that I made for my father out of love, go bring it to him and tell him it's from me. No, they made it out of love. They want to come. They want to see my face. They want to see my reaction. They want to know. They want me to know that they love me. And I'm not going to send somebody else. God's not going to send somebody else to save you from your sins. He sends himself. It's a gift of God by God. Nobody else can save you from your sins. You know, I love one of the gifts I got from the kids. I think it was Emma. It said, well done, Dad. I am awesome. That's a good gift. I think Trisha gave me a gift, and at the end of it, it said this. Romans 8.39. Nor height, nor death, nor any created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen? Nothing can separate you from the gift of God. God sent his son Jesus, who is God. 
You know, the angel of the Lord appeal, uh, appears to Joseph, and we believe it was Gabriel because that's the angel that appeared to Mary. And he has a dream. Do you know you have all, all had dreams, right? And you know what that's like. You wake up and you're like, oh, my gosh, what was that all about? And you don't really understand it. And you try to make sense of it. Is it going to happen? Did it happen already? Is this my future? What was that? I always have this recurring dream that I'm in the house, I'm in the basement, and the water's filling up, and water's coming in and out, and I wake up. Do I live? Do I die? Do I drown? I don't know. But Joseph has this dream. It's reality. It's like, re like the angel is literally standing in front of him and speaking to him. It's not like my dreams. It's not like your dreams. And the angel comes to him, and it's clear, and it's actually happening. Son of David. Now, Joseph would have been perked up with this, because that means he is in the line of King David that Jesus comes from. This is his human. And you know what? I don't know if I'm saying that right, and I'm sorry I always stop two things, but my family has this thing about me saying H's. So I said human. I don't know if I said it right, but it, they always say, Dad, you don't say H's. You just say you. So but it's his human line. It's his human line. And this is where he comes from. Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for a child who has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. Joseph was afraid about what it would mean to take Mary as his wife, and he should have been. He should have been so scared. And it's amazing and a credit to Joseph for what he did, the faith that he had. You know, God will always tell us not to be afraid when he's working in your life. He always will tell you not to be afraid, and there's a reason for that. Because if God is working in your life, if he's working in your life, it will always, always, always work out for his glory and his honor. I know a pastor has said one time that when you pray, you should say, Lord, you know, we always pray for safety. We always pray for everything to work out great. But he said, whatever you pray, always pray that it will draw you closer to God. Because bad things happen. Bad things are going to happen to you. I'm sorry. Bad things are going to happen to me, and not everything is going to work out perfectly. But if God is in it, it's going to work out. It will work out. Look again. Just come with me back to verse 1 and take a look at Jesus' human line in this family tree. It says, Abraham, the father of Isaac. David was the father of Solomon. Jacob was the father of Joseph. Now look closely. Look real close. I think it's in verse... Let's take a look at uh, verse 16. And Jacob was the father of Joseph. See, he keeps saying, and the father of, and the father of, and the father of, and the father of. And Jacob was the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom Jesus was born who is called the Christ. This is a great gift by God from God. There's no greater gift. She will bear a son, and you should call his name Jesus, and he will save his people from their sins. Now all this too took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophets. Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. And we just see that Joseph is not Jesus' father, the Holy Spirit. God is. He is all deity. He is all God. And he's all 
human. He's all man. You know, if you look at Scripture, it has 300 prophecies. 300 prophecies that come true. It's God's promises. Promises that come true. He never, ever breaks a promise. I know you can't say that, and I know I can't say that. I struggled with breaking promises my whole life, and finally I just gave up and said, God, I'm sorry. I've broken promises. I probably did one today. I'm going to do it tomorrow. I'm sorry. We all break promises. God never, ever breaks a promise. That verses we read were 700 years before Jesus is born. 700 years. You know, if you look at the, if you look at the Christmas story and the gospel story, and you are not in awe, and you are not just blown away by what is happening here, then ask God to give you eyes and a heart to see. Because a virgin shall be with child. This part is so important. Most people will throw this away. They'll throw this out the window. Well, how could that be? That can't be real. That can't be true. That can't happen. No, a pastor said it this way. Just listen to me and bear with me. Pastor said it this way. Matthew wasn't a doctor, but in his gospel, he gave another testimony to highlight the virgin birth. In our Lord's genealogy, he wrote, Jacob fathered Joseph, the husband of Mary, who gave birth to Joseph, who is called the Messiah. The word, the word who is important in Matthew 1.16. It is a feminine singular relative pronoun in the Greek. Now you understand why I'm reading somebody else's stuff. Woo! Don't understand it. But now don't, this is what the pastor says, don't get tripped up by all those terms. Too late. I'm already tripped up, but just stay with me. Basically, what the language tells us is that Jesus was conceived through Mary, but not Joseph. In other words, Joseph was Mary's husband, but he wasn't Jesus' father. Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit so that his human nature might be sinless. His humanity had both a heavenly origin through the power of God's Spirit and an earthly origin through the virgin named Mary, the virgin birth, listen, the virgin birth thus circumvented the transfer of a sinful nature. Jesus was sinless. The angel Gabriel had been sent by God to communicate the unique circumstances of Jesus' conception and birth to Mary. It was certainly unique to have an angelic visit, and his words were even more unique. But Gabriel said, none of this should cause fear in Mary because the Lord is with you. The Lord, if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, no matter what you're struggling, I don't know what your struggles are. I don't know what your confusion is. I don't know what your heart is saying, your mind. I don't know what you're going through. But the Lord, if you are a believer in Jesus Christ and you have put your faith in him, the Lord is with you. The Lord is with you. Yes, but it, it was all under God's direction and favor. The Lord is with you unique? Yes, but it was all under God's direct Direction and favor, which is exactly how a virgin can have birth. Now, I'm glad Tony Evans was able to put it that way so we can understand it. You know, Mary herself questioned Gabriel about God's gift of a Savior who was fully human and fully God, and this was his answer from Scripture. The angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. For that reason... The holy child will be called the son of God. Jesus is the only one who can save you from your sins. Again, I'm saying it over and over. Don't throw away 
the gift that God has given you. To your crooked family tree, to your crooked heart, to my crooked heart, to our sinful hearts, don't throw it away. If you've already accepted him, amen. If you haven't, ask God to show you. 1 Timothy 2.5 says, For there is one God and one mediator also between God and mankind. The man Christ Jesus who gave himself as a ransom for all, the testimony given at a proper time. Now, I've, just forgive me about all the, um, the Christmas hymns in my sermon. But I tell you, if you look at Christmas hymns and you really look at ones that are usually from the 1800s, they are full with the gospel. They are true and full of the gospel. O holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. A thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices. For yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. Fall on your knees. Fall on your knees. O Hear the angel voices. O night divine, O night when Christ was born, O night, O holy night, O night divine. The last point we have here is don't throw away this gift of love, a gift only received by faith. And Joseph woke from his sleep and did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took Mary as his wife, but kept her a virgin until she gave birth to a son and he called his name Jesus. Joseph had every single right to do what I explained in the beginning of the sermon, to either put her to death or to put her away. And I already told you God had other plans, and you already know the other plans. But Joseph listened to the angel by faith. And look at Mary. Mary in in Luke chapter 1. The angel comes to, to her, and he speaks to her. And all the way at the end, I won't go through it, but all the way at the end, this is what Mary says. Behold, behold, the Lord's bondservant, may it be done to me according to your word. If all our hearts were like that, if we were all like that and we said, Lord, I am yours. Do whatever you like. May your will be done in my life, not mine. Not mine, your will. I give my life wholly to you. Imagine if we were all like that. I'm not like that. But imagine if we were all like that. Don't throw away the gift. Jesus, who was born in the manger as a sinless man, who was all God and went to the cross for you and paid the penalty for your sin. I'm so thankful for Christmas. I'm so thankful for the true meaning of the gospel. I'm so thankful. I'm going to end with this, and it's another Christmas carol. It's another song, another hymn. But I really want you just to listen to it. You just listen to the words, and then we'll end on that. What child is this who, laid to rest on Mary's lap, is sleeping? Whom angels greet and anthems sweet while shepherds watch or keeping. This, this is Christ the King, whom shepherds guard and angels sing. Haste, haste to bring him, Lord, the babe, 
the son of Mary. Why lies he in such mean estate where ox and ass are feeding? Good Christians fear for sinners here. The silent word is pleading. Nails, nails, spear shall pierce him through. The cross be born for me, for you. Hail, hail the word made flesh, the babe, the son of Mary. So bring him incense, gold, and myrrh. Come peasant king to own him. The king of kings salvation brings. Let loving hearts enthrone him. Raise, raise a song on high. The virgin sings her lullaby. Joy, joy for Christ is born. The babe, the son of Mary. Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank you and we praise you for the birth of Jesus Christ, for the gospel, and for what you have done in each and every one of our lives. We put our faith in you, and we pray this, and we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen.